world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from Red Pill Project sent you. And we're live. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince, a show where we discuss the news and events in the morning to kick things off every day, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. We are here. Thank you for joining us. It's another beautiful day in the world, September 28th. 2022. Andrea, thank you. My partner in truth, how are you this morning? I am well. I am uh, just, it's another Wednesday, right? We made it, we made it to hump day. So hump day again, I can't believe this whole month has gone by so fast. It's almost over. We're still getting pretty decent weather here. Not so much in Florida though. So for all of our peeps mm. in Florida, we hope that you are safe and somewhere secure out of the path of the hurricane and um you know just drop us a line on the social red pill so that we all know that you're okay and we can keep you in our prayers and our thoughts and yeah you know just make sure that because we care about our red pill family and we want to make sure that everybody's safe and we know that there's mass chaos there right now with evacuations and the storms made landfall so yeah it's definitely you know pretty massive so uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you all over there. I know a few people from the Red Pill family are in some different various various zones of the hurricane. So be yep. safe. It'll pass. Yeah. And just FYI, 
there are no hurricanes in the northern part of the country, so. <laughs> what? You know, if you're looking for a safe oh. place to move to, the north, yeah. I, I won't necessarily recommend Montana because, you know, I know people don't like snow, but it's not that bad. <laughs> it's just a little nippy. It is. Um, you know, if you prefer rain, Washington, Oregon, but they're blue states, so they kind of suck there. But. Yeah, they do. But, you know, the land is getting really cheap over here in Washington State, so if you guys uh, have some extra cash, you want to uh, take advantage of that situation, I mean, let's turn it red. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah, that hurricane's happening. You guys stay safe, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but first, as usual, we discuss finance, um, and we're going to briefly talk about that. Actually, we have a little bit of a longer finance section today. Things are really moving, I want to say forward, but they're moving quickly backward, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, let's just step forward, two steps back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's look at the markets quickly here. Uh, everything's green today, but, uh, you know, this is just one day, a step forward so far. Yesterday it started off green and I think it ended up going down, but everything's, uh, well over one up 1%. Uh, let's look at the five day chart here of the S and P 500. Uh, yeah, yesterday was not great. So yeah, here we are. We'll see where we go. Uh, let's get out of here. S&P 500 is up 1%. Oh, you 1%. just lost sound. What do you mean I lost sound? What? You muted yourself. How? Press. How's that? Am I there? Oh, my God. I don't know what the hell. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. My bad. Um... S&P 500 is up 1%, Dow 1%, NASDAQ about less than 1%. Okay, crude oil is up 3.2%. Gold is at $1,663. Silver is at $18.69. But don't, this really means nothing to me. Let's look at the rest of the news here. Stock bear market will get a whole lot worse when credit cracks. Yahoo Finance. Against all odds, high-grade U.S. spreads have a long way to widen if recession hits. As crazy as it sounds, all the turmoil that's stripped through Wall Street over the past week has left debt markets in corporate America relatively unscathed thus far. Uh, the bad news—that's bad news for stock dip buyers hoping turmoil, hoping turmoil in the financial world will soon peak. Basically, we have a long way for things to get worse. Yeah. Dow Jones rises ahead of Powell's speech. 10-year Treasury yield briefly tops 4%. This is good news um, that the 10-year Treasury is is doing this move. Um, could be worse, I suppose. And we'll have to see Powell's speech could pump the markets. They usually try to do so. So he'll say a lot of fluffy, good, positive things about the markets later. And uh, hopefully things don't crash so quickly um update for bank of england to buy 65 billion pounds of uk bonds to stem route um this is related to quantitative easing from the banks of england 
This is not good, you guys. This Didn't is not the US do this back good. in 2020? Quantitative easing? Yeah. 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 Bank of England steps in to buy long-dated bonds. 30-year yields tumble by 100 BPS after BOE support. Oh, yeah. Guilt sales due to start next week postponed. Those are bonds, essentially. Those are like the European bonds. Guilt. So we're going to be hearing guilt, guilt, guilt. But uh, there we go. Here we go. And other banks are going to follow in line with this. This is not a good indicator. Nope. Central bank digital currencies. Um... I sharing sound with you, Andrea? No, nope. here we go. Thank you. A little bit far-fetched, and you might be thinking that this kind of authoritarian control over your money is not going to be anything that we'll see in the future. Unfortunately, this is already implemented in the world. In China, the government is already able to program China. what its citizens can and cannot spend their money on. Over the last few years, they've limited millions of people's ability to buy things like train tickets, passports, and luxury goods. They're able to do this because of China's intense social credit system that links each person's identity and actions to their bank account, allowing the government to see and to control everything a citizen does with their money. And it seems like the West is paying attention. In nations like Sweden, South Africa, and Canada, trials of programmable central bank currencies are already underway. In fact, almost half of the world's nations are at some stage of implementing this kind of programmable money, meaning no matter where in the world you live, this technology is likely only a few years away. Okay, so how does programmable money tie in with the personal carbon limit? Well, it all comes down to whether or not you've gone over your monthly usage. And if you have, there are two possible case scenarios for that. The most openly talked about penalty for a person going over their individual carbon limit is that they'd simply get charged for doing so. Just the same as what happens to large companies today. Taken too many car trips this month or bought a little bit too much meat. In that case, you'd simply get a bill at the end of each month from your government so you can pay the price of being a naughty citizen. As your entire carbon usage would be tracked by a government CBDC, there would be no way to hide how much carbon you've used. And since they now also hold the keys to your money, they won't even need to send you a bill for your excess usage. Potentially, they'll just automatically pull your fine from your bank account. That is absolutely sickening. Yeah, I'm not going to play there. I'm not playing in their system. I don't care. I'll live the weird life outside the system if I have to, because yep. I'm not being a slave. Nope. I'm not going to have people telling I'm not going to have anybody, governments, people, or anybody telling me what I can or can't purchase, what I can or can't do with my life, how to live my life. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, especially based on false pretenses and fake news of climate change and false because fuels. Here's the thing. It's not actually about the climate because you heard her say right there, what happens if you go over your carbon credits? Oh, they just fine you. They don't stop you from living your life. They just take your money. This is nothing but a money-stealing scheme. And guess what? It's a Ponzi scheme. If you have millions and millions of dollars, like $100 million, $200 million, a billion dollars, do you think you're going to care that you get a fine here or there for your lifestyle? Nope. nope. You're going to live a normal lifestyle. It's just the poor peasants who are going to suffer because of this. Yeah. It's just like and speeding tickets. You think rich people care if they get speeding tickets? Not really. They just pay them. It's like right? they're kind of outside the system in that way of if you have money, 
these things don't apply to you. If you have money, you don't have to wear a mask most places you go. If you have money, you know, you just get a private jet and don't deal with it or you get the special areas of the airport. It's yeah. it's fucked up, man. It is, and I refuse to play their game. You know, unfortunately, most people are going to end up falling into the trap of doing this. Well, a lot of people, I shouldn't say most people, a lot of people are going to fall into the trap of complying with this because they're not going to realize that they have a choice. And that's why it's important for us to talk about this here and the fact that you can say you don't have to comply because if we all collectively say no, their system fails. Yeah, they're stuck. And that's what everybody needs to understand is it's just like the mask thing. If everybody would have collectively said, no, screw you. I'm not wearing the stupid mask. There would have been nothing that they could have done. There right. aren't enough. There, There isn't enough ways for them to enforce that on that large of a population. And people don't understand that our numbers far outrank them. And our compliance is the only thing that's keeping their plan moving forward. And it's time that we stand up and say, no more. Heck, We're done. Yes. I agree, man. Those CBDCs are not looking great. And yeah, they are being implemented across the world mm -hmm. as we speak, including in the U.S. Yep. And you know, there are cryptocurrencies out there that are decentralized. And even if they try to centralize or successfully centralize all of the ones that are currently out there, yeah. there will always be somebody who is creating something that is decentralized. So there's going to be options. It may take time to develop some of that stuff. But as long as, you know, if, if cryptocurrency is something that you're interested in, obviously, there's a, a class on the social red pill that Josh teaches. Um, where he goes over how to research all of these and what they do and what they are. But there's no reason why we can't create these decentralized, because that's what cryptocurrency was originally designed for, was for decentralization. You know, yeah. people, they created Bitcoin as a way of creating a currency that would allow you to purchase things that couldn't be tracked by the government. Yeah. It's been hijacked by said elites so, yeah, you know, that's the unfortunate part about it. But we can fight back. There's ways that we can fight back, and we need to. Absolutely. With our voices and disquietude and all that. And with our money, with yeah. our purchasing power. Absolutely. You know, that's a big one. That is a very, that's a very big, um, sorry, my brain is a little slow. Yeah, it's a very big weapon that we have, and it's one that's completely peaceful. There's no reason... You know, I'm not going to promote violence, but there are things that we can do to fight back. Heck yeah. Uh, lastly here, Canada's main stock index fell today, pointing to a seventh straight session in the red. Yep. Yeah, and it's about to get a lot more expensive for banks to be loaning money and things are kind of on this trajectory yeah, and it's of everywhere. doom and gloom, it's unfortunately. Yep. It's not just here in the U.S. It's not just in Europe. You know, it's in Canada. It's everywhere. China. Yeah. So that is our financial segment brought to you by Kirk Elliott. Yeah. Buy your gold and silver and get your financial consultations from Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team by visiting getgoldtoday.com. That's getgoldtoday.com. 
Uh, Andrea, before we move on to the rest of the news, do you want to give a shout out to the wonderful people uh, sending us donations and whatnot? I uh, put them in the. I sent them. We in got. The yep, we got Diesel T just donated one diamond. Jenica donated four lemons, and Jenica also gifted a one month subscription to users on this channel. Thank you guys so much for your support. We really appreciate everything you do and just supporting us here with decentralized media. Um, we don't make a ton of money on all of this stuff. Um, and there's, you know, we're just trying to grow. We're fighting the good fight with the rest of the alternative media sources that are out there. And, you know, your support really does mean the world to us. Oh, and Holly RR just donated one diamond. She says, blessings to all. Thank you, Blessings Holly. to you too, Holly. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of you. Absolutely. And without you, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't need to be here. No, we certainly so, wouldn't. Thank you yeah. all so much. means the world. Um, yeah. Well, we briefly talked about this. Hurricane Ian, just shy of a Category 5 as it nears Florida. So you guys be safe over there. It is time. Yeah, I guess the top winds are at 155 miles an hour. So it's not quite a Category 5. It's still actually considered a Category 4 from what I can gather. Yeah. And I learned something new about hurricanes this morning that I didn't that? know. It um, they, they can apparently get rid of their eye and, and form a new one. <laughs> So, which I had no idea about because I never lived in the South and I've never lived in a place where there's hurricanes and tornadoes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it can, it can lose its eye and create a new one, which actually increases the um, power of the storm. Oh, so, shoot. Yeah, it says that in here. I was trying to look and see where it says that. Yeah. And I had no idea. There was another hurricane that occurred where it just kind of um, sat on the coast in one spot instead of just continuously moving. Yeah. It just dwelled and dwelled and dwelled, and that's really catastrophic, and there were some projections that this storm could do that. Ooh. So hopefully it doesn't, and it just passes and leaves a little bit of wetness and windiness behind, and everyone's okay and safe. Um hopefully yeah. you're prepared and it sounds like everybody that I've talked to that is in the area has done um, essentially what they need to do based on their location. So yeah. that's good. Exactly. And uh, let's hope it passes here soon and everything can go back to some safer weather. Yeah. It does say though, I found the spot where I was looking It says overnight oh. hurricane Ian went through a natural cycle when it lost its old eye and formed a new one. Oh, did it do it? It did that? I didn't know yeah. that it did that. Yeah. Says the timing of this is bad for the Florida coast because it means the storm got stronger and larger hours before it was set to make landfall, making it, it even more of a menace. Of course it did. And this is kind of alarming here. Um, that's alarming in itself, but sorry for the yeah. fear, fear porn, but... Uh, the water has been sucked back from the coastline in Tampa Bay. This is from Darla Shine, uh, 7.17 a.m. Pacific time this morning. Here's an image of just... We'll uh, go out looking for seashells, just FYI. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. a good day to do that, even though the tide's receding. <laughs> I know. There's probably so many good sand dollars right there. Um, 
this is what happens before you have a tsunami or before you have storm surge all the water's accumulating under the storm it's going to come back and flood the area so uh this is terrible and this i I was reading the comments somebody said this hasn't happened in a hundred years so this is a rare event and it could mean this is going to be pretty disastrous for this area yeah Um, you know and isn't it funny that a lot of these storms here especially in the last couple years especially yeah have been so weird so off yeah and you have like last year i remember there were no no tornadoes in tornado alley during tornado season and then there was a ton of them that hit during the fall and people were like, what the heck is going on? We had no tornadoes during tornado season. They all hit during the wrong part of the year. And it was just crazy. And you see this stuff um, happening that you just look at it and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. There was, I think, a year ago, last sometime last year, here in Montana, we had 100-plus mile-an-hour winds. It you know, ripped my neighbor's chimney down. It tore his carport apart. I mean... It was crazy and i asked i was like is that normal because i haven't lived here my whole life and people are like no that's not normal the flooding that we had here they were this year they called it a 500 year flood i mean there's just so much bizarre stuff happening it's like all this rare stuff happening one after another is not normal and guess what this is to push their climate change narrative how else what better way to push a climate change narrative than to make strange weather events constantly happen yeah i know i I went outside yesterday I went outside yesterday morning and I had perfectly clear blue skies, except for these little white strings that were across the stripe. And just, and then all of a sudden I went, I had an appointment yesterday I went to, I came back home later in the afternoon and there was clouds everywhere. I'm yeah. like, oh, imagine that. <sighs> it's disgusting. It makes me so mad. I just and leave stuff alone. Just leave it alone. Don't mess with it. Yeah, and it's extremely just sad that we have to politicize everything in today's yeah. climate. Look at this video here. Said today that she acknowledged concerns. Uh, let me turn it up a little bit for you guys. FEMA Administrator Chris Well said today that she acknowledged concerns that of Florida's, as it was said, lacks response to the storm so far, and that whoa, some whoa, whoa, whoa! Give in. me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing. Okay, stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so, so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty. And, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff, you talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what kevin and his team have done (laughs) yeah good for him good for him he he dealt with that perfectly and i do want to take a second to apologize for any background noise uh we're getting ready to pour some concrete and we've got some workers here so uh i apologize for that but bear with me as i get my shit together we are yeah Mm -hmm. i have a lot to do uh, this year, so bear with me on that. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I don't yeah. hear anything for whatever it's worth. So I hear maybe. a truck. 
So, yeah, you would because you're there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So just, just ridiculous, man. Yeah. Any chance they get, they're just heartless and will attack. Look, I'll be honest. I'm not happy with the Democrat Party, but if they're doing something right, I'm not going to try to shit on them anyway and just to politicize to politicize. I'm usually pretty right. fair. And well, and that's the difference between us and them. A lot. Of, I hate to make it sound like that. Um, and, and not all of them do that. Not all no. of them are like that. This is coming from other politicians and the media. Um, not necessarily just private citizens, right? I mean, sometimes you have private citizens who are very outspoken about stuff, but for the most part, you're talking about other government politicians and media. Yeah. All right, what do we have next? Uh, do you want to jump into the next story here? Sure. About I just kind of wanted to briefly touch on this because I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. All right, take it away. Um. Epic Times has an article, January 6th defendant convicted faces up to 24 years in prison. Awesome. Oh, whoops. It's in there if you want to type it in and you can have it because we've got another story from Epic Times too. But uh, the jury in a January 6th trial on September 27th found Strand guilty of all charges. Strand faces up to 24 years in prison. He didn't comment on the jury's verdict. So during during this trial, I'm not going to read this article because it's fairly long, but I, there was one thing that really stuck out to me. The instructions for the jury stated that Strand's mere presence may have had the unintended effect of obstructing or impeding a proceeding does not establish that the defendant acted with the intent to obstruct or impede that proceeding and that in order to convict the defendant of this charge, you must find the defendant corruptly intended to obstruct or impede a proceeding. And I thought, well, how are you supposed to prove that? That seems like it would be even harder to prove, but obviously they found him guilty. Uh, prosecutors said Strand knew where he was going, referring to him as a 37-year-old man heading toward the House chamber to stop the allegedly stolen 2020 presidential election. The prosecution replayed parts of Gold's speech where she spoke about the election. They're talking about Dr. Simone Gold, who obviously spent a little bit of time in jail for being there at the Capitol. Um, they left when they were ready to leave, not when police officers told them to, said Erez Perez, a prosecutor. She added that protesters left the Capitol building when metropolitan law enforcement showed up. And uh, the judge will issue Strand's sentence on January 12, 2023. I guarantee you they're going to give him the max sentence possible for this um, because they're using these people as um, examples. If you fight the regime, this is what will happen to you. Yeah. Um, and they're doing this over and over and over again. But I was like, that they had to show that he corruptly did this. I don't even know what that means. I've never heard that term before. Um, it just mm -hmm. absolutely boggles my mind. They're changing the rules to whatever they want them to be so that they can persecute these people. Yeah, unfortunately for them, if they lose this war, it's not going to be good for a lot of these people that are living these evil lifestyles and making these decisions and just following orders. Um, you know, actions have consequences, and uh, we need to be careful with what we decide to do. So, yeah. you know, I think there will be... Uh, 
retribution. If this, is that the right word? Yeah. Hopefully there's retribution. Yeah, we're going to go a little bit over today. Um, it looks like there's a bill making it harder for lawmakers to object to presidential results, presidential results advancing in the Senate. Yeah. Of course. Per look at the timing. Right. Yeah, that's just exactly what it is. I can just cover this one real briefly. It's a measure that would reform the Electoral Count Act of 1887 and make it harder for members of Congress to object to or decertify presidential election results. Um, that's kind of the basis of the bill. Yeah. And Members on the Senate Rules Committee on September 27th voted 14 to 1 to approve and send the bill titled the Electoral Count Reform and Presidential Transition Improvement Act of 2022 to the Senate floor. The bill was written by Senators Susan Collins and Joe Manchin, of course. Uh, McConnell was among the 14 senators who signaled his support for the Senate bill, of course. Cruz is the only one who voted against it, by the way. Um, uh, uh this just makes it easier for them to steal yeah. the elections because exactly. it basically hobbles Congress and says, you don't have the ability to object or decertify this. You just have to, if this is what, if these electors show up, then you have to certify it. What kind of a, a Republic process is that? It's not. They're trying not, to hijack the system to make sure they can cheat without it's any impedance. Dictatorship. It's crazy. And then, um, the FBI luckily has whistleblowers. One of them revealed that the Bureau has stepped up spying on pro-Trump conservatives as, politici as politicization worsens. So, hello, Jim, or whatever. I think Jim may actually be red-pilled, our FBI agent, and he may be the whistleblower. <laughs> we don't know. He's like, these people are pretty cool. They talk uh, about canning and stuff. <laughs> take their advice. <laughs> he's like, I'm so And this awake. is not... This is not the same whistleblower that they've been talking about in the news either, the Steve friend. This is a different one. Yeah, they have. They're coming out of the woodwork, which is great, you guys. And the sad part is is that he says in this article that a lot of the people that work for the FBI, so he's talking about the agents themselves, not the middle management and upper echelons of the FBI. He's talking about the actual field agents. Um, most of them don't agree with any of this. But they're just trying to hang on until they can retire. They've yeah. got two or three years left, and then they're out of there. They want to get their whole retirement. And, of course, <sighs> if you're in this guy's position and you become a whistleblower or sea friend, you get um, you get persecuted to I the think, max level. I think you're a coward if you don't mm -hmm. do the right thing. That's my opinion. Oh, I absolutely do, too. But a lot of people, you got to remember the level of brainwashing that's gone on in this country. And most people, most people think, oh, well, it'll, it'll be fine. Once a new Congress comes in, this will stop. Or once we get a new president, this will stop. We won't have to do this anymore. I just need to make it through till then. They don't or, understand. Or somebody else will say something. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of it, too. Why should I say something? Why should I risk my retirement? It's difficult when you're faced with losing everything that you've worked so hard for. Yeah, but at what the truth cost? of the matter is, you have to look at the, it. The cost that they suffer is that they're going to lose it anyway. Yeah. You know, at well, what cost? You know, people ask that question. At what, you're going to lose it anyway. Can't take it with you. 
Well, no, I mean, it, even not talking about death, if we lose our freedoms and we lose our country, yeah. do they really think that their retirement is going to be there? Well, if it's going to be gone. If you work for the evil regime, they'll take care of you to a certain extent rather than the dissidents. They're not going to take care of these lower-level agents. Are they, you kidding me? In comparison to dissidents, they will. Well, yeah. You'll be able to feed your family and you won't be in the gulag. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just... Anyway, um, I still have hope. I think there will be a time where people are held responsible. Um, 15 things we know about the mysterious explosions that severely damaged the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines. I really want to talk about this today. Yeah. Um, Nord Stream 1 and 2 are severely damaged, as you guys know. Who was behind it? A lot of people are pointing at Joe Biden. Here are some facts that we have. Number one. Uh, let me share a little better here. We're being told that the sanction, the sections where the pipelines were damaged are 70 to 90 meters below sea level. So someone would need to go down pretty deep to get them. This is... You're not uh, 70 to 90 meters. That's like 300 feet. So you're, it's not a diver, right? If this was a no. diver, it would, you'd have to take hours to get back up from that level. That should be about three times what it is in feet. So you're looking at about 210, well, 108, 210 yeah. to 270 feet below sea level. Right. Um, number two, it's extremely unlikely that these pipelines could have been ruptured by accident because they're extremely thick. They are one and a half inches thick, the wall of the pipe, that is, and is coated with steel-reinforced concrete up to 11 centimeters thick, which is another uh, two, three inches. Uh, each section of the pipe weighs 11 tons, which goes to 24 to 25 tons after the concrete is applied. These are massive pipes. Number three, mm -hmm. it's being reported that the explosions were heard in areas where gas is now leaking out of the pipelines. Uh, number four, the Swedish National Seismic Network detected one explosion that measured, measured registered 1.9 on the Richter scale and another registered 2.3. The largest leak is reportedly spreading bubbles a good 3,000 feet in diameter. Number six, German officials are claiming that this was a deliberate act of sabotage. Uh, number six, again... NATO Security General Jens Stoltenberg on Wednesday attributed the leaks to on the Nord Stream pipelines to acts of sabotage uh, and said he had discussed the protection of critical infrastructure with NATO countries with the Danish defense minister. Number seven. Interestingly, the incident took place just one day after thousands of German protesters took to the streets and demanded the opening of Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Number eight, the Prime Minister of Denmark also believes that this was a deliberate act of sabotage. Number nine, the Ukrainians are blaming the Russians for the explosion. Number ten, it's being reported that the CIA recently warned Germany about the potential attack on the pipelines. Number eleven, a Polish member of the European Parliament seems absolutely convinced that it, the U.S. was behind the attack, attacks. That's Radek Sikorski, who tweeted, Thank you, USA, with a picture of the incident. Number twelve, Joe Biden previously threatened to end the Nord Stream 2 pipeline if Russia invades Ukraine. He said, quote, if Russia invades Ukraine, there will no longer be a Nord Stream 2. We will bring it to an end. When asked how, he said he promises he will be able to do it. 
Uh, number 13, Victoria Newland has also previously threatened the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Oh, yeah. Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Um, okay, so there's another U.S. official saying that as well. If Russia steps steps into Ukraine further or again, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Number 14, European officials just gathered for a ceremony to mark the opening of a new Baltic pipe. Number 15, Germany's Tagesspiegel reports that German security authorities assume that the three tubes of the Baltic Sea Pipeline Nord Stream 1 and 2 will forever will be forever unusable. So they're completely destroyed and unfixable. Yep. This is huge. This will lead to... This could World lead to War World III. War III. You know, here's the thing about it. As you look <clears throat> at the evidence, and I'm not saying whether I believe this one way or the other. Yeah. But how many, how many incidents in that report point to the U.S. being responsible for this. Many. The CIA said something. Did you know? Joe Biden threatened. Victoria Newland threatened. Yeah. The Danish Prime Minister thanked the U.S. And Tucker even went on the subject saying, implicating that it could be the U.S. Okay. And who has the most benefit from this? Not Russia. Why would Russia... If Russia, Russia wanted to shut off gas to Europe, they could literally shut it off at the source. Which they did. They don't have to destroy their pipeline. Right. It was off. They wouldn't have to destroy their own pipeline. And the fact that there's a, a new pipeline, and this other pipeline, I believe, I, if I read correctly, is going through Ukraine. Hmm. So Trump commented on this. He did. Um, specifically on what Joe Biden said implicating the U.S. in this attack. Uh, President Biden, if Russia invades, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. Trump said, wow, what a statement. World War Three, anyone? And he also went on. Trump has been on a roll. If you guys are on truth, get over there. He also said, U.S. leadership should remain, should remain cool, calm, and dry on the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines. This is a big event that should not entail a big solution, at least not yet. The Russia-Ukraine cat catastrophe should never have happened, and would definitely not have happened if I were president. Do not make matters worse with the pipeline blow-up. Be strategic, be smart, brilliant, and neg get a negotiated deal done now. Both sides need and want it. The entire world is at stake. I will head up the group. I will head up group. He's basically he's offering to broker this peace deal. He is. And of course, they're not going to take him up on it because, you know, that's not what they want. And I think what he's doing is very strategic <clears throat> because he's showing everybody, hey, I don't want a war. I want peace. I want to bring a resolution to all of this chaos and all of this stuff. And he's just bringing more to light <clears throat> the Democrats' desire for chaos and war and destruction and because that's why they're doing this there's no need for us to go to war with russia there's no need for us to be involved in this ukrainian conflict there's no need for any of it but that's what they want because it creates chaos and confusion and destabilization throughout the whole world and that's how they bring about their plan yeah and launder their <clears throat> money and whatnot um 
I just want to cover one more thing. There's an article by Insider Paper that it's ridiculous, that Russia's, Russia's ridiculous for implying the U.S. could be behind the Nord Stream blasts, <laughs> a U.S. <laughs> official says. And then Russia says they will request U.N. Security Council meeting over the leaks. So, th- so Russia wants to go in with the U.N. and have a council meeting and figure out what the hell's going on. That's a weird diplomatic sort of thing to do for a country that's on the fritz. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, this whole thing is just kind of obvious to me. This very well could be the U.S. Yeah, look it, it looks pictures. and appears as if it if it could, it very potentially could be. Um, and because you know that the U.N. is going to go, no, we're not going to go in there. They're not going to cooperate with Russia. They're not going to do this. And because they know exactly what it is that they're going to find. They're going to find that this was perpetrated by the U.S. and that the U.S. is most likely responsible for it. And they can't have that. No, <clears throat> it's going to come lie. out anyway. It will. It's, I don't think there's any way to hide this. Yeah. You know, Everything with as arrogant and as blatantly flagrant as this administration has been about talking about it, it, it's like they don't care if Russia knows. It's almost like they're taunting them with it. And so I don't see any good way of for this to end honestly i mean hopefully it does right yeah but there it's definitely a balancing act in a risky situation that i hate to see us in but here we are yeah uh is there anything else you want to cover this morning i know we had a lot of news um, we didn't get through all of it maybe we could do one or two more and if you want yeah there was let's see here i'm just trying to gonna go through here um just real bl- briefly new zealand calls it quits on aiding ukraine's military which i thought was funny since they're part of the five eyes program but mostly it's because you they don't have anything that ukraine really wants and they don't have the supply the supplies necessary to keep um okay providing them with equipment so kind of an interesting <laughs> development they're not going to be getting aid from at least military aid okay from so they New could Zealand still send sacks money. of cash, briefcases of money. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other interesting one that I found this morning was the Canadian province refuses to participate in Trudeau's federal gun confiscation. This is good. I didn't know that Canada was actually looking to confiscate people's guns. They did. They already did. Like, I know I know that they they banned a lot of them, and there was a lot of them on, but I didn't know that they had plans of actually confiscating them. They, had, they implemented a plan for everybody to turn their guns, firearms in. Right. So I just wasn't aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a little interesting there, but um, Alberta Justice Minister... Tyler Shandro said his province will not participate in any attempts to seize firearms. The federal government under Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has recently prohibited including so-called assault rifles. So he apparently is not going to be a part of law-abiding Canadians. Oh, Canadians deserve as many firearms as Americans. They deserve as many firearms as they can get, kind of like us. So yeah, I yeah. agree. Everybody across the whole world should be armed. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So thank you, Daisy Chains, for gifting a cookie over there on Pilled. It says, working, coffee, lurking. Working and lurking mm-hmm. with your coffee. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for supporting us. Wild200x gifted a can over there as well. Thank you guys so much for your support. That really, it means a lot. Uh, even if you're just watching and hanging out with us, that is plenty. 
But for those of you who are supporting us monetarily with donations and these sort of things, subscriptions to the social red pill, or participating in purchasing from our sponsors, you guys mean the world to us. Thank you so much. Could not do it without you because we don't rely on these crooked pharmaceutical companies. We don't rely on these crooked globalist companies that just shower money onto the fake news media and other corrupt companies and groups. So you guys really make this possible for us and we appreciate it. Uh, that's all the news that we have for today. It's getting slow this week. I feel like a lot of things have happened and they're all just kind of stewing in the pot and we're waiting yeah. for the next things to happen. A lot of it's not new news. A lot of it's just updates on stuff that's previously Re happened. And Recap. Stuff. Yep. And, you know, we'll just kind of watch things. and um, Hopefully things don't escalate like they appear to be escalating. But, um, you know, just be prepared for anything at this point. I don't think that we can, you know, take anything off the table as far as what could happen. So it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, look at w what's happening in Florida already and stuff with the storms yes. and what this winter could bring as far as weather and disaster. And, oh, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm worried about how much snow could I get. And, you know, if they turn the power off and the gas, shut the gas off, you know, this winter and I just get hammered with snow. Where's that going to leave me? Yeah. Or the electricity goes out in the middle of winter yeah. for some people. It's bound to happen somewhere. It happens every year. And things are a little bit more tumultuous than normal. So you guys, please prepare. Uh, in any way you can for the coming months. I do want to say this too. There's reports of butter shortages and various different food mm. shortages this winter, um, just around the holiday season for us Ameri here in the U.S. and I'm sure globally. So get your stuff now if you want to have it when the time comes. Don't be caught in this mess of people panicking and trying to buy shit. It's just not good for anybody. So prepare now. Um, and enjoy your winter to the best of your ability and enjoy the moment enjoy your family enjoy the good things in life like coffee and uh even though all this is happening it's not the end of the world we don't have to run around panicking or being stressed out we just gotta go with the flow and get through it and i think there will be a light at the end of the tunnel but unfortunately we're surrounded by darkness at the moment but you know what there are some good signs out there. If you want some, a little bit of hopium, go over to Truth Social and follow Donald Trump and look at all the things that he's retweeted in the last 24 hours. Retruthed, rather. And uh, that's going to be uh, lifting. The, uplifting. Yes, I, I agree. And, you know, keep in mind, too, with food shortages and stuff like this, I'm just going to throw this out there as, you know, a really good option. Um, so not everybody has the ability to store tons and tons of food, right? So one of the things that you can do, and I just, I love throwing advice out there for whoever is interested in it, sprouts, buy sprouting seeds, because you can store a lot of seeds, you can get a lot of seeds, and you can grow them very quickly. So different sprouts have different grow times as far as when you can harvest them. So like, for instance, and I don't know the time frame right off the top of my head, but like you can get broccoli sprouts, which are basically broccoli seeds, and you grow them to create sprouts. They're, they're kind of a superfood. Yeah, most um, of them are seven to fourteen days, I believe. Yeah, you can get some that are shorter than that. Um, so that's their, you know, from planting them to harvest is seven, and they're super high in protein. They're super healthy for you. They take up very little room, 
and you just, you need to trade, you can look up how to, yeah, microgreens. My husband just reminded me. Um, so definitely options out there for people who don't have the space to store just massive amounts of food and stuff like that. So look into something like that and get prepared because, you know, if worse comes to worse, it's better than nothing. And they are actually really good for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys, you can find us and Josh on the Social Red Pill. If you go to socialredpill.com, you can join the free social network. And you could also get a subscription to support us on a monthly basis as well there if you so choose. Uh, but just going, signing up and joining us is enough. And you could participate in all of our shenanigans with sharing and commenting and collaborating with the wonderful Red Pill family community that we've gathered there. It's growing daily. There are a lot of people there. It's very active. So please come say hi, socialredpill.com. And we look forward to seeing you there. We will be live again tonight. Uh, we may have... We're kind of working it out. It may be a delayed show tonight, so we may be a little bit late or we may be right on time. We'll definitely uh, let you guys know what is the plan for tonight's Daily Dose, typically 5.30 p.m. Pacific, um, Monday through Thursday. And we look forward to seeing you then. Everybody take care. God bless and Godspeed. Bye, guys.